Hey fam, hello, hello, hello family. I'm here with a word, right? You already know, but I'm just letting you know that I just like, I've been up, but I've been just laying in my bed like in the presence of God. And like, so if my voice now off is because I haven't been talking yet. You know how you gotta get your voice together in the morning. But like, I just felt like I needed to come get this word that needed to be gave, okay? So I had two dreams, but I want to start at what the the word brought me to last night before I went to sleep. So when I before I went to sleep, the Lord had brought me to Isaiah fifty four, and it says, "Fear not." Verse four says so. Isaiah fifty four verse four says, "Fear not; you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you." You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrow of your widowhood. For the creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. He is your redeemer, the holy one of Israel, the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you back from your grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by your husband, says the Lord. For a brief moment I abandoned you. But with great compassion, I will take you back. In a burst of anger, I turned my face away for you, away for a little while. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. Just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again let a flood cover the earth, so now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessings will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. O storm-bearded city, trouble and desolate, I will build you with precious jewels and make your foundations of from lapis lazuli. Y'all, y'all see that word. I will make your towers of sparkling beauty, your gates of shining gems. And your precious gold up, and your walls of precious stone. I will teach you to all your children, and they will enjoy great peace. You will be secure under a judgment that is a government. I said a judgment, a government that is just and fair. Your enemies will stay far away. You will live in peace, and terror will not come near. If any nation comes to fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. I have created the blacksmith who stands the holes beneath the sword. I make and make the weapons of destruction. I have created the army that destroys. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. That's why no weapons turned against you shall prosper. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from you. I, the Lord, have spoken. So the Lord, he had bought me that verse last night, right? Them verses last night. And I was just like, I went to bed hype. Like, okay, Lord, you say ain't no more shade for your girl. All right. So let me tell you about these dreams now, right? So in the first dream, um, I was like in this wedding venue with it was like me, it was my my husband and it was myself, right? So it was my husband and I. How you say it? My husband and I, my husband and stuff. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. It was me and my man, right? 
But I remember he wasn't my husband yet. He was my fiance because we was walking around like looking and seeing what we wanted. I remember just like being so joyful because like, listen, God did it. What you mean? She, he, she, your girl was getting married, right? And I'm going to touch a little bit more on that dream in the next episode. That, that first dream. The second dream is where the Lord wanted me to concentrate on. So I had woke up and then I had went back to sleep last night. And when I went back to sleep, I started having this next dream. And in this next dream, it was like my past, right? It was like my past, but what my future could have looked like, right? And it was like somebody that like dogged me out, played me out. You already know. It's all right. I could talk about it. I'm free, okay? Okay. But, um, and I'm not saying that like I was no stain. Like I was, listen, I'm just saying. He had that one. He he got me on that one. I ain't even mad at him. It was the spirit behind him that was after me. But um, what happened? Um, I remember just like wanting that person's attention and time. And he was like mean to me, right? He would just be mean to me. And <laughs> all I wanted was his time. But like I did, like he was just mean to me. He was like worried more about other people. He wasn't worried about me. And like in the dream, he would like throw me like crumbs to like keep me, you know, you know how it be like when they got it, they trying to keep you in the tuck. He was like throwing me little crumbs in the dream or whatever. And, um, Lord, is there anything I'm missing before I start talking about it? Okay. And like just other thoughts was like passing my mind in my dream of things that happened in the past. Right. So, um, when I woke up, God was like the spirit of rejection. That's, that's what really started to do you in with the spirit of rejection. Cause when I tell you, the Lord took me back to something, <clears throat> he took me back to scratch child. And remember a couple episodes before where the Lord was like, he's going to start revealing the things that's lurking in you that you didn't even realize is still there. And that was what the Lord was doing in my dream. He was revealing things that was still there that I needed to give up to him that I needed to just like, listen, you don't have to, let me start this way. From the beginning, okay, I was, because of the curses on my life, I was I was not in the presence of God, okay? Guess God knew me. He formed me. He knit me together in my mother's womb. But I never really knew about the presence of God that like I always used to think that you used to have to go to the you had to die and go to heaven to to be with God but I didn't really know that you could be with God on earth until the Lord began to reveal it to me right so all of my life the rejection that I faced wasn't necessarily because of people it was because like in the inside of each person you are made to to be loved by God and to love God. You are made to be in the presence of God, right? So when you don't know that and you don't have that, you're searching around the earth looking for something to fulfill you. You'll be looking for something that makes you like happy. You're looking for something that's going to fill that void and you're never going to find it if you don't find the Lord, right? Or should I say, if the Lord doesn't reveal himself to you, you you don't really understand what that emptiness is that you have. But 
that's like where the, the rejection really stems from. It's from like your ancestors. It's, it's from your ancestors living outside the presence of God. And then you coming along and you not understanding why you have this emptiness, right? But I love how he said, for your creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. Like the Lord, he is coming back to redeem his bride. He's coming back to to show recompense, to show grace, to show mercy. He coming back to honor you, right? And when I woke up from that dream, God was just like, you know, like, let that go. Like, even though you didn't realize it was in there, I'm here to tell you that you still operate in certain tendencies because of that. Let it go. And how that one issue, like, kick-started a lot of issues in my life, right? Because every time you get rejected, you're just back at square one. Like, dad, don't nobody love me. Don't nobody want to be with me. Don't nobody care about me. Don't nobody ever tell me I'm beautiful. Don't nobody ever tell me I'm pretty. Don't nobody ever tell... You feel me? You, you fall into that loop. But the whole time is because you are created... For God to validate you. <coughs> my bad, my throat itching. God can't, I cough very serious just now. My bad, I did not need a cough in your ear. God validates you. You This validation that comes from the Lord, that is what's going to set you free. That's what's going to give you liberty. That's what's going to have you walking in the boldness when you know that God is with me. When you carry the presence of God with you. The Bible says in Proverbs 31 that a woman that fears the Lord will be praised. Okay? She will be praised. A woman that fears the Lord. Let me tell you something. All that rejection, that don't mean nothing compared to what God got for you. When you really receive the Father as he receives you, child, all that is going to be but not existent to you. It doesn't matter anymore. This morning, I was I didn't even know that that, that was lurking in me still until the Lord brought it up. And it was just like, I gave it to him. Like, take it. I don't want that. Take it. And it's like, bless them, Lord. Like, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like, I understand that it wasn't that person that meant me harm. It was the spirit operating in that person, operating behind that person that meant me harm. Because the enemy got a way of kicking you when you down, right? And you'll you'll hop from one situation to the next because you're just trying to find somebody to love you. But the whole time, it's Jesus. It's him. It's him. That is who you're looking for. That is who you're searching for. I love how he said, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of your widowhood. I just love, like, even right now as I'm reading it to you, all guys revealing, like, I had to let those things go because those things in my youth brought me shame. So God went to the root. He went to the roots. Okay, he went to the root in my sleep because it's a it's a um verse in Job. I'm gonna take you in a second where God will reveal to you things when you sleep in. So when you wake up in the morning, be like, Lord, what was that about? Because I remember, like, even, I'm like, okay, Lord, you gave me these two dreams. And now, okay, because, like, at the end of the dream, I was, like, fed up. I was just, like, I felt my worth. And I was, like, I'm not doing this no more. Like, it, this is over. Like, we ain't doing this no more, right? And I remember when I woke up, 
Like, cause like God woke me up at that exact part. Like as I was like over getting over it. And then I'm like, Lord, I'm, you know how when you wake up from your dream too early and you're like, Lord, I'm trying to go back to sleep. I'm trying to see how this is about to work. And you know what God told me? You know what he told me? He said, it's done. That's it. That's all that needed to happen. You've been released. So God will take you back to, to the root cause. Just to release you. He wants to release you there. Because a part of you is still bound in that spot. So you have to allow God to free you. And when I tell you I woke up this morning feeling lighter. I felt lighter. I felt just joyful. I felt like, wow, God. Like, you good. Like, I just I just had to worship him. I was like listening to my worship music. Just like. In all of him, like soaking in his presence because he is so good and he just wants to heal you. That's what he said to me. He said, I just want to heal you. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to heal you. Because when God gives you this blessing that you have been waiting for, he adds no sorrow to it, child. So he going to heal you. He's and no longer will you remember the shame of your youth and the sorrow of your widowhood. You're not going to remember what it was like living without the presence of God. No longer. You're no longer going to remember the times that you were hurt, the times that you were abandoned, the times that people hurt you, the times you felt rejected. You're not going to remember that anymore. Because God says he's stepping in the midst. Now he's going to show you how to be loved. He's going to show you that you've all, he always wanted you. You're not an orphan. We come up against that, that, that orphan spirit in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. It has to loose you in Jesus' name. That is a decree and a declare that I am making today. You're not an orphan. Jesus said you're not an orphan. He will not abandon you as an orphan. He's not going to do that. It says, for the Lord has called you, this verse says, for the Lord has called you back from your grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with great compassion, I will take you back. In a burst of anger, I turned my face away for a little while. So for a moment, he said he had to turn his face. Remember, I think it was yesterday's episode where sometimes you got to just go tell your child to sit down. Like, go get out my face, okay? Because you're doing very much a lot. I need you to go sit down. And I, I, we'll talk it a little bit. Right now, I don't want to talk to you. And we had, like, we had a moment with God. The guy, like, you was doing too much for a minute. But I never stopped loving you. Yes, I was angry with you, but I never stopped loving you. I never stopped yearning for you. I never stopped thinking about you. But I had to turn away. He said it 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 would break him to see you broken. It would break him. Those tears that you cried, he said he was weeping with you. Because he loves you. And he cares about you. You are important to him. The one thing I can say is. 
hold up. I'm sorry. I got quiet, but I really think my child turned the heat on. Hold up. Because you know how that heat got a smell. <laughs> you know how the heat got a smell to it when you turn it on? I think that when I told her to turn up the air, she turned on the heat. Hold on real quick, y'all. Hold on. She really did turn that heat on, y'all. She really did. And one thing about your sis right here, I don't do the heat. It is a heat wave right now. You, girl, that's how, side note real quick, this is how I know I ain't built for hell because I can't do the heat. My house got to be brick, okay? It has to be cold because I do not like the heat. I don't like the sweat. I don't like feeling sticky. I don't like none of that. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. That's what this heat wave be doing. This heat wave be showing you that, listen, hell is hot because I can't even take a heat wave, child. Listen, I can't even do it. I got to stay right up under the air. I got the air and a fan. I need the fan blowing on me. I need to be cold, okay? Child, I be waking up with post-nasal drip. That's how cold it be in here. But listen, I won't have it no other way because I don't like being hot. I had smelt that heat. You, <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? I smelt that heat. I was like, mm-mm, I think she did it. But she was trying to take me out, Troy. <laughs> but uh, back to what I was saying. Um, God doesn't want to see you broken. It breaks him to see you broken. But the but he's he's so faithful that he still has a plan. He still has a plan. He doesn't like seeing you this way. That's not what his heart desire is. Yes, it's just like when you um disciplining your child, right? You ever be disciplining your child and you really don't want to, like, you really don't want to take their stuff away. You really don't want to tell them they can't watch TV. Listen, some of y'all, y'all really don't want to slap your child up. But it's like, I got to because you doing too much. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm doing too much. You doing too much, I mean. And it's like, it hurts you to 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 do it, but you have to because I'm teaching you discipline. The same thing with God. He doesn't, he, he's not happy at you being in ruins but he will rejoice in the outcome of your discipline child listen he said but with everlasting love i will have compassion on you says the lord your redeemer every part of you God is beginning to redeem everything, every part, everything. Thing you don't even know. Just like I was saying when I was asleep, I didn't even know that that was still lurking on, on, on the inside. I didn't know that I was still carrying the weight of that burden. I didn't know. I thought I was good. But apparently, I wasn't. <laughs> apparently, it needed to be dealt with, and, and today God dealt with it because he's so good. Like, when you just give him permission to search your heart and just, like, reveal to you what's in there, he will do it, child. He will do it. And then he just be like, let it go. <laughs> you might need to repent. 
let it go. Like, Lord, take that. I don't want that. What's that doing in there? I thought that been going. Right? And another thing that the Lord has said um, when I was just like sitting in his presence this morning was that he's bringing you back to your original state. He's bringing you back to your original state. Do you realize that when you become born again, that means you have to be reborn by the spirit, which means now you're being raised by the spirit, which means now you're starting over and you're relearning everything. And he's saying he's bringing you back to your original state, how he intended you to be. He said, oh, storm battered city. Trouble and desolate, I'll rebuild you with precious jewels and make your foundation from lapses. Y'all know that word because I can't say it. I will make your towers of sparkling rubies, your gates of shiny gems, and your walls of precious stones. He's saying he is rebuilding you. He is, he is giving you beauty for the ashes. Let them ashes go. He's going to give you beauty. He's giving you beauty. The enemy didn't even know that. With him destroying you, all he was doing was helping God in the rebuilding process. It It was good that you were destroyed. Because now who you really are can live. That's all. I need you to change your perspective. I need you to change your perception or how you're looking at things and realize that all this time God had a plan. Listen, you ever go into a um, store or even in a house when it's getting renovated and like you got, you see the walls and stuff gutted. You see, you see like, Everything just get like it just it ain't looking good. It's not looking good. But in your mind, right? Especially if it's like a renovation of a house, or if you see like renovation pictures of what the store gonna look like. In your mind, you have the vision of what it's supposed to be, right? Right? And then you start seeing it come together. And you start seeing what you have envisioned about yourself come true. And that leads me to spending time with God. That's what I want to tell you next. Spending time with God to get the vision. The word the word of God says, without a vision, the people perish. You need to allow God to give you the vision. Because if you don't know what you're living for, if you can't see what you're living for, you're, you, you feel like you have nothing to live for. Without a vision, the people perish. Okay? Get your vision. So as God is restoring you, be like, Lord, what does the blueprint look like? Like, what is what does restoration look like on me? What does redemption look like on me? See, I want to pray real quick. I can feel it. It's somebody who you you you've been so doubled down in shame that you don't even feel like you're worthy of the restoration and the redemption and the recompense and the beauty that God is getting ready to bestow upon you. You you don't even think that this word is for you. So I want to pray in the name of Jesus. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just asking that you begin to penetrate this person's heart, Lord, and that you begin to show her that this word is for her. I pray that you remove the shame of her youth, Lord God, as your word says, Lord, and you have compassion on her. Fill her with your joy, Lord. Fill her with your peace. Fill her with your mercy. Show her, Lord, that you want to restore her. You want her to have beauty. You want her to have recompense. That all the good things that you are promised, that you promised to her, is for her. Lord, I just ask that you remove that spirit of rejection from her life, that orphan spirit, Father God, that spirit of abandonment, Father God. I pray that you remove it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you begin to dispatch legions of angels to war, Lord. War on the behalf of your child so she can experience true freedom, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Send your ministering angels, Lord, to begin to minister to her her worth. Understanding what it means to be worth the blood of Jesus. Lord, I just want to give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Listen, I had to pray real quick because as I was speaking, I felt like the Lord was like, Nah, somebody don't feel like this is for them, but I need you to let them know this is for you. Okay, this thing is for you. God is giving you beauty. He's giving you double portion. Mm. He's giving you double portion. Child, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Get prepared because it's for you. This word is for you. This word is for you. He says right here, verse 17. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. You will silence every voice that raises up to accuse. No longer are you going to bow down to unworthiness. No longer are you going to bow down to shame. No longer are you going to bow down to dishonor. No longer are you going to bow down to rejection. But you will silence it with redemption. You will silence it with honor. You will silence it with worthy, with being worthy. That's what that's what your portion is. That's your portion. That is what God is telling me to release today. Is that's your portion. Honor is your portion. Everywhere where you have been dishonored, God says he's honoring you. And it's because he's good. It's because of his faithfulness. So just prepare yourself. Because you are about to experience God in a way that you never even imagined was possible. You are about to just have so much joy. You are about to be redeemed. Your time is being redeemed. Lord, can I talk to them about that real quick? Okay. (laughs) So, like, 
I acted a fool. I think basically like all my 20s and my teen years, I was acting a fool, child. For a whole fool. And pretty soon, your sis is about to be 30. Very soon. And like, no lie. Like, I can't even, I can't even lie. Like, I'm kind of like, oh my God, like, I'm really about to be 30. <laughs> this is crazy. Where did, where did everything go? I mean, feel like an old lady, like, go get me an AARP card and I need a handicap sign. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like 30 is making me old. And the Lord was like, you, you don't understand. In your 30s, I'm paying you back. For, for 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 everything before that, you are stepping into the year of 3.0. Like everything, everything is being restored. This is going to be the best time of your life. I'm, I'm paying you back. <laughs> so I say this to you because don't, don't say that you're too old. Just like Sarah, I'm going to take you to Sarah real quick. What's that? Like Genesis. Genesis 18. Yep, yep, yep. Listen, my God, he good. He's so good. Um, so you know, Sarah, she was old. She was old and she was barren. And, <laughs> and listen to what the Lord the Lord said. <clears throat> Verse 9. It says, Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, how can a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband, is also so old. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. And I, I pulled this out because I want you to understand that you're not too old. If God said it, it's happening. He said, listen, what, what, you, what, what you laughing for? Because you don't believe me. You, you think it's too hard for me. You think it's impossible. He said, I allowed you, some of you to get old and worn out just to show you that with God, nothing is impossible. Some of you feel like that. Child, I was feeling like that. Like, I'm about to be 30. I'm old and worn out. Lord, what you mean? What you mean? I got all these dreams. I, in in my, my vision, I'm very booked in my vision. And I'm like, how is an old lady like me? <laughs> I know some of y'all like, girl, stop. <laughs> but it's something about leaving them 20s. But like, whew, I just feel like I'm. it's a new era. It's a new era that I'm stepping in. And I want you to know it's the same with you. God is bringing you to a new era. You are stepping into something golden. You are stepping into the years that's full. These years God is giving you is full. They full. Just like Job. 
at the on the last chapter, what's that like? Job, Job forty two, Job forty three, Job forty something. When he said that he was full in his years, you stepping into the fullness of your years. I'm telling you, because when you're in the presence of God, time doesn't matter no more. Time doesn't exist. You could be in the presence of God all day, and you'd be like, Dad, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I ain't even realized it's about it's about eight o'clock. I, I I was only supposed to be here to pray real quick. Cause it doesn't matter when you live your life in the presence of God. Okay, so I already prayed for you. So now I'm gonna just let you go. But wait, let me start. Let me let me let me wait wait wait. Don't don't click off yet. I ain't done yet. I want to take you to Luke chapter one real quick. Luke chapter one. I went to Isaiah. What is wrong with me? Um, Luke, ch- <laughs> Luke chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 18. Because you know the angel came to Zechariah. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now. And my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It, it it was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. God is not going to let you speak against this. It's happening because what it was spoken today, it, it has to happen. God has to fulfill his word. Do you understand? I'm not coming on here telling you nothing that the Lord, this is what the Lord is saying. This is scripture. This is biblical. This is what you stand on. He can't go against his word. <clears throat> right? So then Zachariah couldn't speak. But guess what? Verse 23, when Zachariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. God is removing that disgrace. You, you walk in disgrace and God is removing it. You are going to say how kind the Lord is. You're going to be able to testify to his kindness. He's removing your shame. And I want, to, want you to know that this seclusion is necessary. You got to protect what God is placing within you. You might not be able to go out everywhere you want to go out right now. You might not be able to talk to everybody you want to talk to right now because God is doing something. Wait, let me count. Let me count. August, September, October, November, December. These next five months, <laughs> these next five months, about to blow your mind. Cause you're pregnant with something. It's about to blow your mind to the kindness of God. These mark my words. These next five months. What we we? This is the end of July, August, September, October, November, December. These next five months before you make it over to twenty twenty four. Let me tell you something, baby. God's about to show off. 
Okay? You ain't even going to have to speak to people what's been happening in, 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 in seclusion. People are going to be able to see you. She pregnant with something. They're going to see you showing. Okay? You're going to be showing exactly what the Lord has promised you. And when you come back to this time next year, you're going to be holding exactly what the Lord said. Exactly that, that vision the Lord is impregnating you with, where you see yourself, what you see yourself doing. You This time next year, you're going to be in that thing. Listen, you're going to be doing it. So then we, we go down to when he, the Lord came to a virgin, a virgin. And listen, it say, um, verse 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favorite woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You have found favor. The reason why you on this episode right now is because you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. He said, he said, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God himself will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. So you might be like, how is all of this, everything she promised to me, how is this going to happen? I don't even, I, I, I'm too barren. I'm too old. I'm a virgin. I don't know nothing about the Lord. I'm just, I'm getting, I'm just new to this. I'm just coming into the kingdom. How is she promising me these things? But listen, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. That's it. The Holy Spirit is coming upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So now I need you to understand. Starting today that the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. Today. Because my my Father's words will not be put to shame. The Holy Spirit will become upon you today. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to, to be born will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. You are birthing something for the kingdom. You are birthing this, this holiness God has promised you. What, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of, of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true and then the angel left her period just like that just like that though for the word of god will never fail so what you got to understand is gabriel spoke that baby into her womb she didn't have to go and and conceive a child the the, the natural physical way no he, he was born of the spirit and haven't we been talking about you being born of the spirit? We sp I'm speaking into your spiritual room right now and you're pregnant because the word of God has impregnated you the same way that Mary has been impregnated. God's word is impregnating you. Now you can either be Mary and you can be able to talk or you could be Zechariah and have to be quiet or you could be Sarah and laugh, but then the Lord will have to check you like what you laughing at <laughs> who you want to be. I prefer to be Mary. 
You know, let the Lord serve. I'm the Lord's servant. Let everything he say about me be so. But either way, whether you laugh, whether you don't believe it, or whether you um you you do believe it, you don't question it. God's doing it, period. Because it's not it, it's bigger than you. It says a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zachariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit by the sound of Mary's voice. You know why a lot of you return back to within her beauty? Because at the sound of my voice, your babies leap within you. God has, has made me queen for such a time as this. I'm like your spiritual midwife. You feel me? I'm here to help you deliver that baby. Because when I speak, your baby, your baby be in the womb moving. Your baby be in there leaping because you pregnant. And it, you just need the word of God. That's why y'all be coming back. Because you need the word of God. <laughs> and I ain't mad at you. Listen, I be needing the word of God. Because I need my baby to leap. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and explained to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed. Because you believe that the Lord would say, the Lord would do what he said. You are blessed when you believe that God will do what he said. That's all he wants you to do is just to believe that he would do what he said he would do. Listen, well, I, gotta, I have to read this. I love this part. I love this part. It say, Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. For he took notice of his lowly serving girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm, arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalts the humble he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands he has helped his servant israel and remembered to be merciful for he made this promise to our ancestors to abraham and his children forever how my soul magnifies the lord because what god is doing in your life is what he promised to abraham child can i go even a little higher up in genesis well a little, little farther back in genesis shall i say and genesis chapter three he told Eve, he told the serpent that he was gonna cause hostility between her offspring and that snake's offsprings and he will strike her offspring's heel but her offspring will crush his head period you are getting ready to crush Every lie, every serpent that's been in your ear, you're about to crush them with the truth. You are made in the image of God and you have authority and you have dominion. Rejoice. Rejoice with me. Okay, rejoice with me because he doing it. 
Um, it said, listen, next, next verse. When it's time for Elizabeth's baby, when it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, some, everyone rejoiced with her. I love how they say a son because, you know, we all sons in the spirit. And, you know, that's just like just being a son in the spirit. Like you are giving birth to what God has placed within you in the spirit. That's it. Like rejoice with me. Let's rejoice because God is going to do. I know he's going to do what he said because I wouldn't be on here if he wasn't. If he was not faithful. There's no way I could be talking to you right now because by his mercy, by his faithfulness, I'm even able to part my lips and tell you about the goodness of God. So then we see that they was like, we're going to name the baby Zechariah, but Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. And they were always like, what? Ain't nobody in your family named John because God doing a new thing. Ain't nobody in your family going to be able to ever say they did anything like this, that they ever birthed a baby like this, okay? And it says that Zechariah, he gestured to them like, hand me that. He wrote it down on a tablet, and it said, his name is John. And instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Do you see how faithful God is? Even when you like, there's no way that this is about me, or this ain't no way it could happen. I'm old. I'm too old for this. I ain't good enough for this. I ain't worthy enough for this. And when you finally come to that realization of God really does do what he said he does, you will praise God. Period. And it says, all fell upon the whole neighborhood and the news of what happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. And it says in verse 68, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant, David, just as he promised through the holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by redeeming his sacred covenant. The covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear and holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the most high because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. Oh, Jesus, to bring light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to this path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. And that's some of y'all's story right there. Some of y'all are about to be a prophet for the Lord. You're about to speak salvation to people. God is about to use you in a mighty way. God is using all of y'all. All of you are equipped with things, but specifically some of you, you are going to begin to speak light into the dark places 
God is going to put you in situations where you are surrounded by darkness for you to be the light. Okay? You are the light of the earth. Okay? You, 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 you the salt. Of that. Where the Lord put you at? He sprinkled you in that land because you the salt. You preserving it. Don't lose your flavor. Be who you are. Be set apart. Be the salt. You you is what making you preserving it. You would make it taste good. You is making what, what you making that situation look good. Child, I'm gonna let you go now. <laughs> I love you guys so 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 much. But let's not forget that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.